High Five Gear is a proud sponsor of Above180.com. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Show your individuality and have your jersey tell your story. Online, you can order at www.high5gear.com today. Don't let fashion pass you by. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Thank you to all of our supporters and our fans. We appreciate it. Hey, bowlers, Bowling This Month is back. Bowling This Month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at BowlingThisMonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling this month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining me today in the Above180.com podcast is Jason Belmonte. Jason was recently named the 2017 PBA Player of the Year. He led the PBA in 2017 in average earnings and capped off his 2017 season with the PBA World Championship victory, his ninth career major. Jason, Tim Berg here. Thanks for joining me today. Not a worry in the world. Thanks for having me. Okay, well, it's been a while since we caught up. You ended up winning the 2017 PBA Player of the Year, so let's talk about that. I mean, it wasn't really, when you go back and look at your season, I'm sure it was one of those kind of a foregone conclusion, but still, you st- you know, the peers and everyone still do have to vote, but what was it like and what were your overall thoughts on your 2017 season? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's been my, my best season uh, ever by far, um, you know, to win uh, four titles, uh, three of them majors, to be the only person to have ever have won three majors in a single season is, um, you know, makes me really proud and, and, you know, obviously makes me really happy. So uh, looking back at it, it's um, certainly one that I most uh, likely will remember forever. And, um, you know, I put a lot of, a lot of work into my game. Um, at the end of 2016 after having a pretty good year in 2016 but you know not being able to come up with any wins on tv um, you know I really wanted to change the way that I approached the game and um, yeah it seemed to have really paid off yeah so let's talk about that was it was it more of a a mental work for you to work once you get into the tv match or was it some ball selection some choices you were making when you got to the step ladder that you were physically you know you were working on changing yeah it was really all tv based um you know i'm always constantly tinkering with my physical game anyway i'm always changing something here and adjusting something there but um you know i made tv quite a lot i think i might have had the most tv appearances in 2016 um but I wasn't able to convert any of those into titles. And what was happening was uh, I would start to, um, I guess, look towards the, the finish line well before I even started the race. So, um, you know, there were a few things on my mind going into 2016. I wanted to be uh, the, the only player to have won four consecutive 
player of the year um, awards. And, you know, so every time I'd make TV, I would start to think about, right, if I win this, this will, you know, this will look good on the, on the resume for the end of the year. It'll give me a good chance to, uh, you know, to win this player of the year again. And, and it would just get to me. It would just, uh, I'd lose concentration. I would add extra pressure to myself. And as every tournament went by and I hadn't won, I put more and more pressure on myself to win. And, uh, you know, that was a really stupid thing to do. So 2017, I decided, you know what, I don't really want to think about anything. I just want to look at a target. I just want to execute the best shot that I can. Um, the results and, uh, and awards, if, if I do that correctly, will we'll come with it. So that's exactly what I did. And I had a really good success rate this year on, on television. So, you know, I'm very, very happy to uh, have made those changes and hopefully I can continue to work on that and get stronger in that area for 2018. Jason, I want to switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the drive. That's the, you know, the, the follow-up to the timeless. I just watched some videos on that ball. It looks like a really solid piece that's coming out here soon, but let's talk about that and what went into that, the creation of that ball and, um, and what folks can expect. Yeah, well, when Storm and I collaborated for Timeless, I was just so thrilled to be a part of the process and and to you know give them uh, my perspective on what I've seen around the world and what I uh, thought a bowling ball would look good and how it should roll and and they did an amazing job with Timeless. And then after that ball came out, we started to really listen to the public. So um, you know, I did a lot of uh, you know kind of scrolling through social media. Uh, reading emails that were sent to me about Timeless. And we focused on both the really positive um, feedback and also the really negative feedback. And what we had been hearing from a lot of those who didn't like Timeless was that the ball just got a little inconsistent if there was a little too much oil down the lane. The ball would go a little too long and it became a little bit hard to control. So we took that information based off what um, the public was saying. And I uh, I remember talking with the R&D team. I said, listen, I think the dual drive is – it still gives a really good angle uh, through the pins. So I want to keep that internal um, weight block. But I think we need to change the cover to get it to roll a little sooner. So the boys did their uh, crafty work. They changed it to a two-part solid, one-part pearl and added some nanotechnology into the cover. And now it rolls uh, 6% earlier. Uh, than the timeless and still creates a lot of angle through the pin. So what you're going to see now is a ball that um, is a little bit more controlled into that mid part of the lane, uh, but still give you a really nice angle through the pins. And hopefully, if you do have a timeless, once the lanes break down enough and you really need a little bit more length and angularity, then you can switch to the timeless. So I think it's a really good ball to complement um, you know, your arsenal. It'll fit right, uh, right after or right before the the timeless, and probably after something like an intense or uh, even a phase two. So that's where I think it, it it looks really good in my bag, and I'm really excited to see what a lot of people have to say. Um, you know, after we've made these, uh, I guess, additions and changes to the uh, to the original concept of timeless. Jason, let's talk about the inside of the drive. What I saw and what I was reading is that when it hits friction, it doesn't quite react off the friction like some balls will, will make that left hand turn off of friction. The drive, the uh, drive, not so much though. Well, I mean, uh, drive doesn't have a core. It has uh, two weight blocks. It has um, 
it has a, a weight block with inside a weight block. So we have a lot more cover stock wrapped around the ball. There's there's more of it. So what you're going to see is when you change that cover stock to have uh, an earlier roll using nanotechnology, uh, you're going to see just a little bit earlier friction, earlier hook. So when you do hit that friction um, early to the outside part of the lane, because the ball is designed to kind of smoothen off that friction, you're not going to see nearly as much um, overreaction from the friction. And, but, and then the flip side of that is also because it has nanotechnology in the cover, when it hits a little bit more oil, it'll want to pick up earlier in the oil so it's not scooting through the back end part of the lane. So it's a, it's, for me, it's a ball that um, you know, I just love to be able to throw when the lanes are probably you know, in their most fresh when you've got a lot of oil in the middle of the lane, but you've still got a little room to the outside or, um, you know, if the lanes are a little fresh on the back end and you don't want to see a ball go absolutely crazy uh, at the end of the pattern, then this is a ball, you know, that's really going to look good in your hand. And Jason, I want to remind folks, please check out bowlingthismonth.com, bowling's best and most complete technical resource. Find everything there on that website, bowlingthismonth.com. I know I've been chatting with Rick Ramsey, the BTM tournament, Going to be getting going, coinciding with the USBC Open Championships. I'll be doing some stuff with Rick Ramsey once again this year. Always love updating folks on Rick's tournaments that's going on. You want to check out the website, though, seeing all sorts of ball reviews, seeing a lot of stuff right now talking about practice, maybe some New Year's resolutions as you head into bowling and get back into things. 15 versus 16 pounds, that's always a debate you can have with your friends over a few cocktails with some great insight on that as well. So, again, check out all of that stuff right now. BowlingThisMonth.com. Also, when it comes to shirts, I want to remind you, please check out HighTheNumber5Gear.com. HighTheNumber5Gear.com. You can custom design your own shirt like I did. Hey, you check, see me out on the lanes looking sharp. It's because I got a High 5 Gear shirt on. So check those out, HighTheNumber5Gear.com. Lots of great stuff. And all you have to do, you get a special offer here. Use promo code ABOVE180. That's going to get you $20 off. An order. So make sure you use that code above 180. So after the holidays, getting back into bowling, maybe you need that new shirt so people recognize you. You look sharp on the lanes. Again, check out high5gear.com for all your shirts. High the number five gear.com. Also, if you want to get the above180.com logo, the podcast logo, support us. Would love that. You can do that as well. Talk to them ahead of time. Send them a little note. Say, hey, I'd love to have the above180.com logo on my shirt. They'll help you out with that. I'd be remiss I didn't bring up their practice stuff. Lots of great practice gear. This stuff was designed by bowlers, for bowlers. Remember, we had Kyle Troop and Lindsey Boomershine on talking about this. Lots of great stuff. They designed it. They're bowlers. They get it. They get you want to be comfortable when you're bowling. So, again, check out high-the-number-five-gear.com. All right, Jason. So seems like, and, and I might be, I think I'm right on this. It seems like with the, the moving up of the World Series of Bowling, that gave a lot of the the tour players like yourself a little bit of a breather more of a a chance to kind of relax a little bit what what were you able to do and what were you kind of said you're always tinkering with your game but what were you able to work on and how did you handle that little bit of a hiatus from uh, you know from pba life i guess you could say yeah well i mean every minute that i i have free here at home is spent with my uh, my family so basically it's it's a bit of a wake up in the morning and ask them what they want to do and and try to make uh whatever it is that they have in mind or, uh, you know, a reality. So sometimes they go a little crazy. They want to do something like, you know, travel to the beach, which is four and a half hours away from me, which doesn't necessarily happen. But, you know, we try to plan lots of things to kind of keep them and us having a, a really good time because, 
I'm gone six months of the year, so the uh, the other six months that I am here at home, I really try to focus on them and just do whatever it is that they need to, uh, you know, to enjoy my time or their time with me. Uh, and then usually any uh, in any or, or practice comes in late, late at night. You know, I'll go to the bowling center maybe from 11 p.m. onwards and stay there for a few hours while the bowling center is closed, while my family's sleeping. Um, which gives me the time to do it, and I don't feel guilty that you know I'm taking time away from them. So that's usually pretty much my my time at home, and, and I really wouldn't want it any other way, to be honest. I was going to say, Jason, you're at 34 years old. Is it getting to be a little bit more of a challenge for those trips and spending all that time away from the family and and um, and three young children? It is. It's always a challenge. Uh, it is getting harder, but I, I'm really lucky that my children are. Um, I think they're pretty switched on when it comes to the fact on, you know, what it is that I do for a living and understanding the fact that I have to travel. Um, usually there's a couple of tears the, the day of or the, the, or the night before that I leave, but, you know, they never, um, they never ask me to stay. They never make me feel guilty for leaving that way. So I am really, really lucky that, you know, I have a, a really supportive family because it is, it is brutal to travel. Um, you know, the glitz and glamour, of airplanes, hotels, and whatnot has uh, certainly faded since my first years of traveling. But you know, the competition of bowling is still what what uh, really pushes me to to get on that plane. It'd be difficult if if I didn't love bowling as much as I did. Uh, I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing, no matter how much you know money you can make, because it's it's hard to leave home. So you really got to leave it for something that you truly love. Yeah, so Jason, so talk about that. We have a lot of younger bowlers here stateside that aspire to be PBA professionals and, and be out there competing against the likes of yourself and Bill O'Neill and Josh Blanchard, and, and we can go on and on, EJ Tackett. What advice you maybe have for them if they're, they're 18, 19, and they're, you know, they're trying to decide on what career path they should maybe take? Well, I think the first and foremost thing you need to do is um, have a really honest conversation with yourself uh you need to be able to ask yourself a couple of questions one you know what are you willing to to do what are you willing to sacrifice uh how hard are you willing to work to make uh your dream come true and then the second thing is 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 how how much do you really want it and if you have those honest questions um, and conversations with yourself and you answer them honestly then it certainly makes it easier to decide the next steps so for me there's no substitute for what I want to do in my life. This is it. This is what I was born to do. And I was willing to sacrifice the, you know, the parties and sacrifice the, you know, going, going away with friends and, and whatnot to work on my game and to travel and to compete. And every money that I, uh, every, every penny that I earned, I saved to go towards, you know, new tournaments, flights, uh, you know, back in the early days, equipment. So, you need to have those conversations with yourself and then you, you basically get out what you put in. If you work hard enough, you want it bad enough, then honestly, there's, there's no reason why you can't achieve whatever it is that you want. It's, it's really mind over matter. And I know a lot of people listening were going to say or will probably think it's just not that easy for me. And my answer to that is, well, it's not that easy for anyone. It's just that they want it a little more than obviously you do because – they find a way to make it happen. And it is a tough reality because it's it's not easy to do, you know, to become a professional bowler. So you you have to make uh, and you have to be willing to make a lot of sacrifices. And sometimes those sacrifices don't 
match up with where you are in your life. And that's fine. It really is like it's understandable. However, I think that's the key for a young bowler is to decide, you know, what am I willing to give up to chase my dream? And if you're willing to do it, then, you know, you're going to get there. I really believe that. All right. Final uh, two. One final question I have regarding that. Is it is it easier to help? And you do a lot of coaching, too, you know, and everything. Is it easier to teach someone kind of through a physical issue in their game or a mental issue in their game? Oh, geez, that depends on who you are. I mean, there are some, you know, people with, uh, you know, really great physical games and, and terrible mental games. And then you have others who have phenomenal mental games and terrible physical games. So it, it honestly depends on the student, depends on, um, you know, you know, what kind of personality they have. And usually it's, it's all intertwined with themselves, right? So it's, everyone that you're coaching you're not just well i don't anyway i'm not just giving advice on you know okay here's where your second step needs to be i'm kind of trying to blend the physical side with the mental side all at once because you know at the end of the day you need both of them working harmoniously together to execute great great shots consistently so i think i don't know the answer i don't know if it's easier one way or the other all i know is it's um it's imperative to have them both working you know um seamlessly so if you're if you're in need of uh physical coaching you're more than likely need in need of mental game coaching as well and vice versa all right jason this is our final this is called the 10th frame i started this last month i did this with vernon peterson he was my guinea pig and vernon passed with flying colors so it's just three quick questions 10th, 11th, 12th frame. Uh, let's begin in the first ball in the 10th frame. Uh, the best thing about you're heading over, we should preface this, we're taping this right before you head over to Japan. So what is the best thing about bowling in Japan? Uh, traveling to Japan. That's the best part of it. All right. It's, uh, 11th frame. Um, you kind of answered this already, but what is your longest break in the last couple of years you've taken from bowling? You just said, I'm not going to pick up a ball. Oh, wow. Um I've had a couple of stints where I've gone, uh, yeah, a couple of months, you know, where I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't picked up a ball for score or picked up a ball for practice. I, I bowl with my kids, so you know, I'll, I'll muck around with them. So I, I don't know if that counts, but uh, yeah, I've had a couple of pretty long stints. I haven't enjoyed them to be honest. I kind of got cranky, but yeah, I, I've had a couple of months where I just decided I've bowled too much. I need to take a break. Okay, and the 12th frame, this is the, the most entertaining cross in the PBA. Not the person you enjoy crossing with, per se, the most, but just the most entertaining cross out there right now on tour. Okay, one person? Yes. The most entertaining person to cross with. Um, let me think. There's a couple of guys that are pretty funny. Like, they're, they're pretty funny because they're hard on themselves. Um, so I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think John Sabinski has a couple of pretty good one-liners here and there. Uh, he's not necessarily entertaining like a Kyle Troop is entertaining where he catches your eye. Uh, John is more of a, you know, he'll throw a shot, bowl, bowl a bad shot and then come back to the set and just whisper in your ear something quite funny. And, uh, He's, he's a good guy to bowl with. I like bowling with John. Jason, thanks for joining me, and, and all the best of luck in 2018 as we move forward, and we'll catch up with you on down the road. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, mate.